Hi, this is Jim Quick, and I have a quick update for you. I'm proud to announce my very first book, Limitless, Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life. This book is not only based on the latest neuroscience, it is field tested for over 28 years of working with some of the most amazing minds on our planet. Just go to LimitlessBook.com and enjoy this book. Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. Your question for today is, how do you discover courage in tough times? And this is a very timely conversation right now. And I'm excited to have a very special friend and a very special guest back on our podcast today. She's New York Times bestselling author. She's vice president of the Amen Clinics. She's a neurosurgical ICU trauma nurse, health fitness renowned expert, podcast host. She has a love of martial arts as I do. She has two uh, black belts and she's author of a brand new book. And this is called Relentless Courage of a Scared Child. Welcome back, Tana Amen. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Jim. Now, um, in the book, when I was reading it, then when you share these stories about your past, you know, it's it's a little bit uncomfortable. And, and, and it's it's hard sometimes for us to confront an uncomfortable past. You know, you talk about abandonment, you talk about abuse, you talk about battles with, with cancer, uh, with depression, with eating disorders. Um, and now you've come out of this as being this amazing, iconic champion uh, for people who need healing, who need uh, help, who, who really need hope. And so, um, so thank you for writing this book. Um, what was the inspiration that your memoir? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. It was a process because I think when I first decided to, when I first decided that it was finally time for me to heal the past, not just wear the facade. Um, for so long, I hid behind this facade of perfectionism, of enough makeup, the right clothes, accomplishments. So no, no one really knew how broken I was inside because I was accomplishing plenty. Um, so I looked like a pretty decent package on the outside, but I wasn't ready to deal with it. And even once I finally dealt with it, I then thought, well, I don't need to tell anybody. I dealt with it, now I can actually, now the outside matches the inside, I, no one needs to know what really happened. And so if they don't know, then you know it's just easier. It's, people will love me more if they don't know all the messiness. But that's not true because I know people listening right now, I know even just from what we do at Amen Clinics, life is messy. People are broken, right? And it's okay, that's okay. Because as, as long as you, like you know, you like martial arts. It's you can't do martial arts and not learn how to fall safely. It, falling isn't failing. It's just part of the process. As long as you get up, you haven't failed. And so, so for everybody listening, it's like, that's just a normal part of life. The brokenness is a normal part of life for so many people. And if we would stop hiding and feeling shame for that and just embrace each other in our brokenness and help each other up, you know, a rising tide floats all boats. We hear a lot about post-traumatic stress 
we, we don't often hear a lot about post-traumatic growth or going yeah. through struggles could lead to strength. And that's what we talk a lot about is post-traumatic growth. And why, why does that happen? I mean, if some people think you're born with it, you're either predestined to, to experience post-traumatic stress or you are predestined to experience post-traumatic growth. Just like people think that you're either, you know, born resilient or you're born a victim. And I don't know that I believe that. So I do, I definitely have people in my family, they share my genetics. Some of them, you know, are um, very much still in the victim mode. And there are people like me, my mom is one of them, and I got her grit um, that are just, we don't stay stuck in that victim mode. It's like, what do I do next? How do I turn this into opportunity? When something's going wrong, one of the things I taught myself is to look in the mirror and go, what do I get to do? How can I change this? What's the opportunity here? And that is just one of the most powerful things you can do because it instantly takes you out of victim mode. So I don't know that I believe you're just born with it. I actually think it's a muscle. I think you can learn. And I think that you can actually, wherever you're born, just like if you're born skinny and kind of weak, you can still build muscle, right? right. So we can, we can still build that muscle. You just got to exercise it. So grit and resilience, um, this is something that's, maybe it's not born, maybe it's built. Right. I mean, maybe we are predisposed to it or not, but you can still build it just like, with our health, Daniel and I often talk about how your genetics load the gun when it comes to your health, but your decisions decide whether or not that trigger gets pulled so often, so most of the time. Yeah, and I, and I, it's wonderful because you and Daniel, you know, with the clinic, you have so much data, having done more brain scans than including right. my own with, with so many individuals and then the stories that, that you must hear. Um, you and I were talking before we started the recording on the four circles exercise. Mm -hmm. can, we, can we take everybody through that, walk them through it? Yes, it's such an important exercise and it's one of my pre-order gifts with the book. So if you pre-order this, you're going to get this exercise because when I wrote this book, I decided this was such a powerful exercise for me. Writing my story was so powerful and helping me um, I wanted other people to be able to start to journal their lives and do some of the things I did. And one of them is this four circles exercise. It's what we do with patients at Amon Clinics. It's what I do personally. Mm. So four circles are biology, what's going on with your brain and your body. Then there's the psychology, what's going on in your mind? How are your thoughts? How are you disciplining your thoughts? Are you listening to the lies that are happening in your brain? Or are you putting discipline around them and challenging them? Then there's the social circle because people matter. People are contagious. For community, right? They sought you out because they want a like-minded community because it helps to it helps them work that muscle. It helps them develop that part of their life. People matter. If you are a recovering alcoholic and you're hanging out in a bar, good luck, right? You're not. It's it's going to pull you down. And then there's the spiritual circle. And I know people from you know again are listening from all over the world. That doesn't necessarily mean my brand of religion. It means what gives your life meaning and purpose because purposeful people live 11 years longer, they're happier and they're more, more fulfilled and they're more successful. Wow. So it's, it's all of these four circles. I think of them like four tires on a car. So if one of those tires goes flat, the car will drive for a little while, not very well. But if more than one goes flat, like mine did in my twenties, they were pretty much all completely blown and my car flipped. And that's what we see. We see that at the clinics all the time. People's, 
they're not, they're not paying attention to the levels in their tires, right? Their biology, their brain and body, what's going on with their brain. Did they have a brain injury? Do they have toxic exposure, hormones, thyroid, like all of these things matter, but then their psychology, what are they doing with the software? So the brain is the hardware, you know, what you're thinking, what you're doing right now is software. And then there's the people you hang out with. And then there's what is your purpose and meaning? And so if you're not filling all of those circles all the time, those tires, eventually that car is going to crash. But also when you are looking at your life, if you've been through childhood trauma, like my book is about overcoming childhood trauma, depression, anxiety, and grief. If you went through something like what I did growing up, writing my story was one of the most powerful things I ever did because we develop strategies when we are children. that help us survive and they work they work when we're two years old when we're four years old when we're 10 years old they help us to get by but those strategies from when i was four years old didn't work so well when i was 40 years old so rewriting my story helped me see those childhood traumas from when i was four and realize oh wow i was trying to use that strategy when i was 40 no wonder my life wasn't working and I got to reprocess it as an adult. I got to, if you have a child and an adult look at a fire and they both try to tell the story about what they saw, it's gonna be bigger, brighter and hotter to the child, right? Mm-hmm. So it just helps you reprocess it. And, and when you do the four circle exercise, not just on yourself, but based on the people who hurt you when you were young or disappointed you, you begin to see them through a different light. I did this with my father who abandoned me and just, constantly disappointed me my entire life. And it, it just helped me release all of my anger. I just, I had no more anger. There was forgiveness and I realized it was only hurting me anyways, but, but seeing his biology, his psychology, his social circle, his spiritual circle made me see him through a different light. And I had more empathy. And it takes the, uh, the judgment and maybe right. helping to be able to, 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 to forgive. Um, even when you apply that lens to yourself, so ask right. yourself, you know, what was my biology back then or my psychology or my social circles um, or you know, any of these things or uh, putting that lens on family members, you know, especially people and get, that gives you your, you know, what is my spirituality, what that gives you your power back, right? right. And so, so it's easy to call people bad. It's harder to ask why. Hmm. It's just, you know, behavior is complicated and it's really easy for us to call other people bad. But, you know, some of us, like you mentioned self-loathing earlier and that, and that, that can happen. Um, but, but, you know, we, so often we get stuck with that. So we, we call other people bad, but, you know, even in our own lives, we, do, we often don't meet our own potential because we get stuck in the self-loathing. We get stuck in self-hatred, in self-judgment. So it's important in, on both ends to, to do this with other people when you're feeling, um, this anger and hatred towards other people, forgiving other people is important, but really also forgiving yourself because we tend to see the world the way we are, not the way the world is. So doing that with yourself is so important if you want to really open up your life, not just to joy and happiness, but also success and potential. So if somebody is going through that process of self-loathing or they're in that kind of stuck place, they could start with a simple question. And what would you recommend one of those questions be 
to redirect their so, so one of my favorite exercises, yes, the four circle exercises were wonderful. It's actually a really good place to start. But one of my favorite exercises comes from our friend, Byron Katie. And it's just this simple exercise of, is it true? Can I know it's absolutely true? How do I feel when I have the thought? And you got to dig into each of these. And I have examples in the book. I actually take people through how this worked in my life, in real life, when I was real time, when I was doing this with Byron Katie. Um, how do I hit, feel when I have the thought? How do I treat other people when I have this thought? Okay, so my thought was nobody would love me if they really knew me. So I was hiding everything. And so how do I feel when I have that thought? Who would I be without the thought? Peaceful, I'd be free right? And then turn it to its opposite. Nobody would love me if they really knew me. People would love me more if they really knew me. And then there's a second turnaround. I don't love me because I know me. Mm. That was the real work. So that's where the work started. I mentioned on your podcast and, and I love your show. We were talking about responsibility and we're talking about superheroes and we're talking about Stan Lee. He says, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. But the, the opposite is also true. With great responsibility comes great power. When yes. we take responsibility for something, we have great power to, to make things better for ourselves and not be, that, not be at the effect and not be that, that victim. Well, and I think that's why that's my favorite word, responsibility. Um, I, there's a story in the book about that, about how I learned the word responsibility from my uncle, who was a heroin addict, who terrified me as a child, but who later turns his life around. And he teaches me, you know, he looks at me one day and he says, so how much responsibility are you willing to take for where your life is at? And I'm like, oh, okay, I just, to the point where I wanted to die. And I just was going through cancer and, and treatments and all this craziness. And I'm like, well, I can't take responsibility for cancer. I mean, give me a break. And he said, I didn't ask you to take the blame. Ooh. I asked you how much responsibility you were willing to take, the ability to respond. And it was like this light switch moment. And he said, if you take 50% responsibility, then you have 50% ability to respond and change the outcome. But someone else still has the other 50% or something else. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want anyone else having the other 50%. And for some reason in that moment, it just changed the trajectory of my life. Because wow. I was like, I, no matter what happens or how bad it is from that point forward, whatever happened in my life, it's not that I would take the blame, but I would always look at myself and go, okay, what can I do? Like this, I'm taking responsibility. I want the ability to respond, all of it, not part of it. So mm -hmm. what can I do? What's the opportunity here? And I didn't blame other people after that or my you. circumstances. Yeah, because it's, if, you know, we can, we could put blame or we could make excuses, but then nothing changes. And Nothing changes. An amount of energy, an enormous amount of time and energy attention. But if we fight for our limitations, we get to keep them. I just got goosebumps. I, you know, I call them truth bumps. Well, I appreciate this conversation about having courage and discovering courage in turbulent, difficult times. Um, so I recommend everyone go and get this book. Where's the best place, Anna, you recommend people get the book? So they can get it anywhere books are sold. However, if you go to relentlesscourage.com, I have over five, like almost $500 worth of gifts for you, including the four circle exercise we just talked about. Of course, that Daniel and I um, filmed for you. There is um, a one page miracle to help you get very clear on what you want for your life. And there's a digital journal. And it's really to help you take you through this process of writing your story. So you get to rewrite the ending. 
so you can make a more positive ending. And that's that's what I want. And I'm going to donate um, one book for every book sold during the pre-order time. I'm going to donate a book to someone in need. That's amazing. And so what would you recommend to somebody listening right now besides going to get the book? If you can do one thing today, the minute something goes wrong, don't sit and whine, look in the mirror and say, what's the opportunity? Mm-hmm. What do I get to do right now? Yeah, we, we change our questions and we could, we could absolutely change our life. I would recommend everybody right now, I'll give them one more thing, is to screenshot this episode and post it on social media because you never know your friends, your, your followers, your fans, your family, who needs to hear this conversation. And I think kindness is such an important superpower right now for us all to develop because we never know the battles people are, are struggling with. People could be fighting you know, the battle for their life and we might not know the difference and maybe somebody in your community can benefit from this conversation. So tag Tana, tag myself and, um, and share um, your one, one aha, one thing that you're committed to doing. And, uh, and I'll actually repost some of my favorites when you, ta- when you tag us in it so I get to see it. And, um, and actually, I will gift a copy of this book also to one person just as a thank you. And um, Tana, I want to thank you so much for just being a living example, like literally like a living proof that no matter where, where you come from, whatever your past is, no matter bad, how bad you've had it, you've mentioned it, that we could rewrite our own story and, and, and have that, that, new, that new ending. Thank you so much, Jim. I appreciate it. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. 
I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your Limitless Book Club, where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour uh, share, going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.